0: everybody. uh, Welcome to the Behind the Creative podcast. And today we're here talking to Carolyn O'Neill. She's the chief creative officer of Centron. Uh, Her team won an award for an APEX award for their campaign Dimensionalizing the Patient Experience in PNH. So welcome, Carolyn. So awesome to have you here.
1: Thank you, Tina. Thrilled to be here.
0: Excellent. So we had so many questions. This is, first of all, as an awesome campaign, beautifully executed, um, and really, you know, as, as a creative person myself and, and creative leader, um, I, was just, I was just very impressed with the campaign across the board. So we're super excited to like kind of dig in and have you um, tell us all about it. Um, so one of the things before we get into some of the, the more specific questions about the campaign is, can you tell us a little bit about PNH? And, and obviously, this is a, a disease awareness, Um, campaign for HCPs. Uh, You know, tell us about the need to do that. What were some of the insights? Oh, sure. Absolutely.
1: Um, And actually, interestingly, I'll say this campaign um, was a global campaign uh, for HCPs, but also um, extended to the patient audience as well. So um, it was an interesting um, task to try to speak to, um, you know, multiple um, audiences across different geographies. Um, But You know, PNH, um, it's an acronym for a very long uh, name for a rare disease. It's paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria. Mm -hmm. And this is a disease uh, in which the immune system attacks and destroys the body's red blood cells because it no longer recognizes them as self. Uh, It thinks they're foreign. Um, And it's interesting because it's not an inherited rare disease, Uh, it's spontaneous. So people oh. typically develop this uh, in their midlife um, and don't have any context for it. You know, they don't have a family member who had it. It, it really comes out of the blue.
0: Wow. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really devastating uh, for people. Uh, as you can imagine, if you have your red blood cells being destroyed, it's, it's a process called hemolysis. You become anemic. Uh, you have very low hemoglobin levels you have severe fatigue, pain, and without treatment, it actually can be fatal. Uh, thrombosis is very common, so uh, for people who find out they have this condition, um, it really is quite devastating.
0: Wow, what kind of pain do they experience? Uh, you know, I I
1: believe it it really can differ by the individual. They can have abdominal pain um, that's described quite often. Um, And, you know, if you can imagine just crushing extreme fatigue, I think that can really have effects, you know, throughout your body as well. Um, And, prior to, you know, there there was a treatment uh, approved in 2007, um, which was life-changing for these patients. Um, But prior to that, there was very extreme measures taken,
0: uh, for example,
1: splenectomies, uh, things like that, to try to control the disease.
0: Wow. Interesting. So can you um, tell me a little bit about you know, obviously the focus of the campaign's message is centralized around education of HCPs. And and I, as you said, patience, which I didn't realize, so that's that's great. And I, I I always agree that it's great to have a campaign that can speak to everyone, but it is, it is a challenge to not only do it globally, but also make it so that the messaging is right for each audience. Um, so, you know, Clearly, I get the idea of tone you're setting with the visuals, but talk to me a little bit about about those and and how you know how that you know did you do market research on this and did how, how what were the reactions and the in the perceptions of uh, of the idea?
1: Sure, um, you know, just you know, even just to give a little context, um, you know, our goal was to really bring to light. That despite the fact that there is a treatment out there for this condition, people are still not where they need to be. Um, you know, it, treatment helps quite a bit. It addresses the fatalities um, associated with the disease, but people still have this red blood cell destruction. And um, as a result, they live, most people don't reach a normal hemoglobin. So they're persistently anemic. Um, they continue to have some of these symptoms and it becomes incredibly isolating. um, And there's a lot of compromise that happens in life. But, you know, because there is a treatment out there and the community was very, very happy to have a treatment and Mm -hmm. treating physicians were very happy to prescribe a treatment, um, there wasn't a sense of urgency around how do we get people where they need to be? How do we get them back to a full life? Um, And in the U.S. in particular, as a rare disease only, you know, it's primarily hematologist oncologists who are treating. And and you can imagine he are treating a lot of um, very serious blood disorders and and, uh, malignancies and they're used to dealing with anemia. It's not alarming to them. So we really needed to kind of provoke an understanding of how isolated people are, Mm -hmm. how much they cannot participate in their daily lives, that the status quo is not okay. Um, And so that was sort of the intent there, um, really wanting to communicate authentically what we had heard from people living with PNH
0: um,
1: and ensure that physicians sort of made that emotional connection uh, to the message.
0: Yeah, and I can tell that you, succeeded there. I mean, it really, it's a really interesting and intriguing way to get across the idea of isolation. It's funny, we worked on a campaign about isolation not that long ago. And um, for women with metastatic breast cancer, you know, they're not part Mm -hmm. of the pink crowd, they're not going to get better. And so I, you know, it's always, I love seeing what other um, creative teams do um, whenever I worked on a similar campaigner situation. So I I really I really think you guys captured that idea of of isolation and and again, you know, kind of shake shake people up to realize it's not don't get comfortable like you said. They're used to treating anemia so they're just not in tune with the effects of that. So I really think um, I think you guys did an awesome job. Were there um, other concepts in the mix and and this one kind of like really broke, was a breakout
1: this this concept really was uh, the strongest um, in terms of getting physicians to reconsider, um, you know their you know, sort of where they think their pe- their patients are, um, and that, you know, maybe there's more they have to ask or probe on to really understand what's going on at home. So what's behind the lab values, right? And um, what are their patients maybe not? kind of telling them um, that they need to get to the bottom of. And, you know, as you mentioned, 100% agree, it's often not, you know, it can be uh, challenging to find an idea that connects with both HCPs um, and patients. And we did test this uh, against other concepts for patients, but it also rose to the top. And, you know, I think in in a rare community where you wanna have You know, really a connected dialogue between the treating physician and the patient. It it really is ideal when we can get to that concept that will speak to both um, and help create and facilitate that dialogue.
0: Definitely. Um, I do want to let our listeners know they can go to www.understandingpnh.com so that you can actually see this awesome campaign. Uh, So I wanted to jump in on that uh, because I hadn't mentioned it earlier. so, yeah, and I can definitely see how it would resonate with both audiences, right? It's going to make the physician say, wow, I wasn't really thinking, I know it's anemia, but I wasn't really thinking about the isolation that anemia causes. But then with a the patient, I can completely understand them saying, that's how I feel, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly how I feel isolated. So again, you guys really nailed it. Um, and I'm just so uh, curious to find out about the execution Um, (laughs)
1: yeah
0: you know you've done you've done this during a pandemic um and obviously i've worked with some awesome you know cgi retouchers in my day but um this whole entire campaign including the people yes cgi
1: yes the the people are fully cgi and I mean, you could imagine, um, you know, all the lead up to the, you know, arriving at the idea and we're ready to go. And of course, it's always time constrained and we need to get out into the market as soon as possible. And then, you know, it's March, 2020. And so how do you you know, and we didn't even have a beat to breathe and think about like, okay, let's see where things are going for a couple months. We really had (laughs) to like make a decision on how we're going to do this. And, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, a range of different sort of ideas in our mind and, and great partners that we looked at and every partner had a slightly different approach. Um, but one of the partners that we went to was, um, a, a group called Bipolar Studio and, they specialize in um, human CGI figures and had never worked with healthcare before, um, but had done a lot of work in the consumer world for you know, Porsche and all sorts of different brands. And they wow. really did, yeah, They, I mean, they did a phenomenal job of, um, as we all know, creating a human figure in CGI is, is tremendously difficult. Yeah. Um, it's uncanny, right? And you're always looking for those Clues and, you know, as an agency that, you know, we focus on rare diseases quite a bit. We wanna make an authentic connection with our work. That's first and foremost, sure. it, it was big. Like, can we achieve that um, while creating, you know, people out of, you know, in CGI and, um, you know, it was a lot, it was a conversation um, that we had with our clients cause there had to be a bit of a leap of faith there. Uh, But within the context of the pandemic, um, this approach had the advantage, you know, multiple advantages. One, um, at the time, you know, we didn't know if we were going to be able to do a live shoot. Uh, We pretty much knew we wouldn't be able to be there if if there was a live shoot. Um, There was, you know, potentially a child involved, which wasn't We we would have had to get a family and and. um, Right. We would have needed to cast a family so they could all be together, but knew that we would have you know a distance in our creative engagement um, with that shoot. Uh, also, as a global campaign, you know we would have wanted to capture different families uh, to represent different regions, and yeah. it just that was also very complex and daunting in March 2020. So yeah, uh, we kind sure. of had a couple different options of going about this, and uh, you know. I think everyone felt like let's try something new. We love firsts. We love um, kind of exploring a, a new way of doing things. So we all um, aligned on a, on this approach, and and it was it was really a fascinating
0: process. I have to say, I I bet it was, and I I, I really you know kudos to you and your team. It um, I think we all struggled in March twenty twenty figuring out how to get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know we had to we had to jump and do a, you know, a, a virtual booth and things like that. So um, but, you know, to actually create this with, you know, and, and you found you found a great shop to do it. Um, so that that's just super impressive. And, and and nothing, you know, the one thing I'll say with the execution, you you didn't give anything up because of it. You know, to me, I just think it's executed beautifully. So, you um, I just, I, lo- I love the story. And, you know, it's funny, we never would have thought in a million years to ever even think of doing that, right? Um, yeah. Or the need to. Uh, and here you are and you just, you know, life comes at you fast and you make it happen. And I, I love it.
1: And we've even kind of just in the world been sort of keeping an eye on, on sort of the technology behind, you know, creating human characters and CGI. And even since then we've seen Lots of interesting perspectives on how it's getting better and better, and, and I'm sure that was propelled to some degree by pandemic constraints. Um, but it was interesting, I will say. You know, I think one thing we didn't necessarily appreciate was how much the details mattered. As you said, you know, you you need to cue reality in as many ways as possible. So, you know, I remember us like scrutinizing wispies on the child's head just to make sure that those subconscious cues that you don't even know your brain is processing um that they're there right otherwise something's off and the eye knows something is off
0: right right no it is it's it that's a really good way to put it the subconscious cues that you would be like ah something something's not quite right here but um yeah it's i i again i never would have known um you know, unless I, um, unless I was told that these weren't real, <laughs> real human. Yeah. To yeah. Um, so, you know, and you, you obviously had a few different ways to um, execute. Uh, and it's, it's often about, you know, a family member, not being able to really participate in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really, that very much comes across. Um, I did have a question is this leading up to a new product? And I know if it is, and you can't talk about it, that's okay.
1: Um, um, yes, actually, it was helping to raise awareness. Um, you know, in association with um, a brand that did launch, um, and that is a new type of uh, treatment for the uh, for PNH that helps provide additional um, I guess you would call it hemolytic control. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was associated with the brand launch.
0: Nice. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: I will say for the studio, you know, I think they probably, it was the first time they'd worked with healthcare, um, timelines and healthcare, you know, approval processes. So (laughs) um, I'm sure it was a unique experience for them as well.
0: I know. I always feel bad for the, um, the, 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 studios that we work with that are not in our space Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know they really uh it's an education in and of itself for sure absolutely Um, well i just think it's it's terrific um i think uh you guys have done a fantastic job how any any word on um you know are you continuing to evolve this campaign or is this kind of working for you
1: so there's actually um, a, a secondary uh, sort of scene with a family um, that is uh, part of a patient site called, this is pnh.com. So you can see sort of a second family scene there. Um, and actually, I, I think you were um, kind of, uh, kind of gave a nod to this, uh, just as a note that we did actually do a lot of investigation into what the right sort of scenario was going to be um, based on patient stories. And so, you know, I think we looked at professional and, and other things. Um, but the family unit was a very sort of evocative and um, sort of uh, sort of emotional situation for both the patients and the HCPs. So we ended up executing initially two family scenes. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of where we are right now
0: that makes sense no that's that's kind of what I was getting to because you chose to go go with the family and I I just don't think that it would have it might have felt too forced trying to put it outside I I can understand how the family you know really strikes that emotion in a way that just about any other situation would feel a little contrived right Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so so I I I think that's great, right? You know, rather than evolve for evolution's sake, you kind of stuck to what people were really um, communicating about it, which is, again, you know, insights are just so important and really hearing um, the patient. And I think, you know,
1: I think there's like, I've been thinking about why, you know, the family situation resonated so much, um, especially with, you know, with patients and HCPs. And I think, you know, it's it's certainly about, the family unit, but I also think there's a dimension to, um, you know, when you don't look sick on the outside, but you have this crushing fatigue and you continue to be ill, um, you know, the family doesn't always appreciate it. And I think there's this sense of needing to pretend for your family or worry that you're letting your family down. And so yeah. I think it's actually a very interesting, complex, emotional space um, for people that, are not, not well at all, but maybe it's not so visible to the outside world.
0: That's true. I've, I've heard a lot about. I've heard some people with, that I know with MS say that mm-hmm. people say, well, you look fine, you know, yes. they don't understand. Um, and, and I feel you feel even worse for those folks because lit- literally they are, you know, struggling and always having to feel like they have to justify their illness when they shouldn't. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so again, this this is just terrific. Um, are there any other uh, exciting things or projects that you want to talk about that are coming up? Um,
1: not related to this campaign. Um, I will say I know you've directed uh, uh, listeners to um, you know, understanding I think there's a really nice uh, MOA video on that site. Uh, that we created in partnership with Laundry Studio. So just want to note that that was a different studio. Uh Um, But our goal there was um, to kind of tell the story of why people are continuing to have um, this continued blood cell breakdown, but tell it in a way that um, kind of brings a little bit of context to it. So this idea of sort of um, the body as an environment and an ecosystem, um, and so it's a nice and I think a fresh approach on an MOA as well. But wanted to give a nod to that if people are visiting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I did I did see that, and that was that was terrific. So thank you for jumping in on that. And and I always you know love getting cre- giving credit to the the studios that help us bring this work to life. You know I've always said that the idea is one thing, but if it's not executed properly, it it can completely miss the beat, you know, miss the mark. So, um, you, got, you guys nailed the, the insight, the idea and the execution. And, and again, very, very deserving of your apex award as a result. So thank you so much, Carol. Again, Carolyn O'Neill, the chief creative officer of Centron was kind enough to spend some time with us talking about this awesome campaign uh, that they created, uh, dimensionalizing the patient experience in PNH. So thank you so much, we really appreciate your time. Thank you, Tina,
1: for inviting me today. It's been a pleasure.